Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome to the Bay Area Panthers pod. Part of the 95.7 The Game podcast network. Where you'll find analysis, news, notes, and more about the Bay Area Panthers of the Indoor Football League. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Grandy and Evan Giddings. And welcome into another edition of the Bay Area Panthers pod, part of the 95.7 The Game podcast network. Mark Randy, Evan Giddings with you as always. Uh, Evan, we don't have a Bay Area Panthers game to react to this time around here on the pod. The Panthers enjoying a nice late season bye week, but still plenty to talk about. There wasn't a ton of action around week 16 of the IFL regular season. Just four games, eight teams in action, but a couple of really important games for the Bay Area Panthers to keep an eye on. We'll take a look at that, take a look at the updated playoff picture. We'll preview Bay Area's game coming up on Monday of next week, the final game of the IFL's Week 17 slate. That's against the San Diego Strike Force, a very important game for Bay Area. We'll talk about that and, and also let you know what other Week 17 games you should have an eye on if you are a Bay Area Panthers fan. Uh, but Evan, again, let's just begin with Week 16 of the IFL season Bay Area not in action, but most notably, the Arizona Rattlers in action entering the week. They led Bay Area by one game in the Western Conference. They were 9-4, and four, Bay Area 8-5. and five. Remember, conference record is the tiebreaker, but because Arizona was just a game better overall, they held the top spot and they held serve, beating a really good Massachusetts Pirates team by a final score of 52-43. to So now suddenly, Evan, Bay Area is a game and a half out of first place in the West. They need to keep on winning, and they need Arizona to lose if they want to get the one seed in the Western Conference. And considering how good Arizona is playing now, and they have a bye coming up this week, it seems relatively unlikely, but still possible, Arizona got a really, really important win against one of the best teams in the league, Massachusetts, this past week. Yeah, a couple things off of that. I do think that the Panthers do have a well-placed bye week in general. It's always nice to have a couple of games left after you can kind of, you know, heal the body a little bit, recover from some of the bruises and bangs that you've been dealing with throughout the regular season. And the Bay Area Panthers have not been uh, one without injury. You know, they just played their last game without their, their number one quarterback. But it's a time for, I think, strategically them to look at, all right, the, what's, what's, the, what's the load of this team? What, what's, what's kind of the, the gas tank on right now? And it's not absolutely anywhere near E, but it might be somewhere towards the middle. And so you get to recharge the batteries, you know, finish up the last couple of weeks of the regular season, heading into the postseason, figure out where you're at, 
Uh, and then the second part is I, I was hoping that Massachusetts might be able to find a way to upset Arizona because the Rattlers have absolutely been playing better football, but Massachusetts prior to this past weekend on Sunday still had a chance at the one seat. You know, yeah. they, they weren't out of it against Frisco. So it was going to be a tough game for them, but um, I saw Arizona hung 28 in the second quarter after going scoreless in the first and then sort of ran away with it from there, stayed out of, out in front. Pirates are a good team, but um, you know, now they essentially can kind of put it in cruise control because Frisco's got the number one seat in the East. So, you know, Arizona's in the driver's seat. Absolutely. But they got a bye week coming up this weekend. So it's time for the Panthers to respond. And I don't think there's a better team to do it potentially against uh, than they want than the one they got coming into SAP Center, the San Diego Strike Force. Yeah, it's San Diego coming up Monday, 7 o'clock, Monday, July 10th, 7.05 kickoff. If you can't get out to SAP, and by the way, that is the final, the final for sure, the final confirmed home game of the year. Uh, we might know by the end of that game, perhaps even before potentially, um, that the Bay Area Panthers might get a home playoff game, but it's the final home regular season game of the year. If you can't make it out to SAP, by the way, tickets available at BayAreaPanthers.com. You will be able to hear the game on 95-7, the game. Uh, so again, Arizona comes out with the win. You're right, unfortunate for Bay Area because it seems the one seed is a little less likely now. Bay Area did get a really big help, however, from the Vegas Nighthawks, who went into Tucson and knocked off the Sugar Skulls 40-34. to And you might not think that's that big for Bay Area, but that loss pushed, pushed Tucson, excuse me, back down to 7-6 and six on the year. Bay Area now 8-5. and five. That's the two seed right now in the West. Tucson at 7-6 and six is the three. So that loss kept Bay Area alone as the two seed in the West. Now they do have the tiebreaker over Tucson because they are seven and three in conference play with that loss. Tucson now six and six, but even before they were six and five. So the loss for Vegas means, Evan, if Bay Area wins out, they finish the season 10 and five. They win these final two games of the regular season. They will be at worst the two seed in the Western Conference. And that means at least one home playoff game. So not all bad results for Bay Area last week. Again, Arizona wins. It means the one seed a little less likely. But Tucson losing is a gigantic help for the Bay Area Panthers. It means Bay Area controls their own destiny for the two seed. And I know you want the one to, to have two home games if you win the first. But having the two and guaranteeing a home game to begin the postseason, that's really big as well. Yeah, and look, I, I, I don't think anything beyond uh, the playoffs this year is something that shouldn't be celebrated. Like you'd love to get the one seed, but compared to where this franchise was a season ago with one win in the opening weekend under their belt to now to the point where they're absolutely guaranteed a playoff spot outside chance at the one seed uh, to me basically signals that the Panthers are where they need to be as a football team and as a franchise, which is, you know, a chance to get some postseason experience. I'm sure that's what was expected of them coming into the season with the coaching staff, uh, with plenty of postseason experience, bringing in virtually an entire new roster, a lot of with, which has experience in the IFL as well as experience in the playoffs. Those are all players that expect to be at the end of the season looking at the playoffs as if they got a chance to win the overall dance. And so to me, Mark, 
you know, if, if you look at the, the schedule, also throughout their season, there's nothing to really frown upon. I guess the, the one loss against Tucson, their third game of the season in which Tucson came from behind down 16 early is probably the, the one that they're kicking themselves for that you might be looking back and say, well, what could have been? We might have a better chance to get the one seed at this point. Um, you know, but a loss on the road to Massachusetts, a loss on the road by a point to Northern Arizona, a loss by a score at Arizona where they've been playing great football, and then the loss by a score at Frisco, all to me point to a team that is absolutely ready to make some noise in the playoffs. It's just now about figuring out those last two weeks, getting the bodies right, making sure someone like Dalton Sneed is absolutely 100% ready to go come postseason time. And essentially, I don't want to say load managing these last two weeks, Mark, but making sure that you are in the right state of mind and state of health for the final two weeks of the regular season because I'm sure everyone at this point, now that they know that they're into the playoffs, their minds kind of beginning to to move forward a little bit and you got two more weeks left to focus in. Yeah, it's a little bit of a balancing act in, in making sure that you're physically ready for the postseason. You don't want to take any unnecessary risks, but you also still have a ton to play for. And I, I think you desperately want to win these next two games to guarantee the two seed. And who knows if you get some help, uh, maybe even still snag the one seed. Now only four teams make the playoffs in each conference. So you're not fighting for a bye. You're just fighting for home field advantage. There is a world in which Bay Area is the two. They win their first game. The one seed, Arizona, most likely gets upset, and Bay Area gets another home game. So it's not like there's no chance that Bay Area is at home throughout the Western Conference playoffs if they are just the two. Um, But it does seem relatively unlikely that that would be the case. But, But you're right. There is kind of a balance where you don't want to take a risk but you still do have a ton to play for. Uh, and, and the first challenge up ahead is San Diego. What are they playing for? Well, they're playing for their postseason lives because Northern Arizona right now holds the four and the final seed in the Western Conference at six and seven. San Diego one game behind them at five and eight. So, and, and they're tied with Duke City, by the way, also at five and eight. Uh, Vegas has been eliminated. They're five and nine. Um, but if you're Northern Arizona, you're one game ahead of San Diego. You would love nothing more if you're the Wranglers than to have Bay Area knock off San Diego and end their postseason hopes. So San Diego has a ton to play for still, Evan. So do the Bay Area Panthers. I'm I'm not saying that this is going to be a game where you kind of have a a mismatch in terms of uh, desire because Bay Area certainly wants to defend home field and get a win and keep pace atop the West. But you do have a San Diego team that is literally fighting for their postseason lives. Bay Area is not fighting for their postseason lives. You're right. They already have guaranteed a playoff spot. So San Diego is, is going to come in here guns blazing. They have a high-powered offense specifically through the air we can talk about. Uh, but San Diego will th- – they're going to – go deep into their playbook, trying to bring out every stop they possibly can because they know they need this win. Otherwise, they're not reaching the playoffs. Well, that's the way it's certainly looking because, you know, Northern Arizona right now, the last couple of weeks, they'll be at home this weekend against Massachusetts. Not an easy game, but then they go on the road their final week to Arizona and they're fighting for their lives as well. So, you know, San Diego is obviously trying to take care of business against the Panthers, who are trying to do the exact same thing, but they're also looking at who's ahead of them, who's in that fourth spot right now. 
and that's Northern Arizona. So, you know, it to me, Mark, it's kind of looking as if things will will line up for that final week. Um, you know, between Bay Area, potentially Tucson, Northern Arizona, San Diego. I think Duke City also has a seat at the table, but you know, they they're from the outside looking in. All these teams need wins, and the Bay Area Panthers are absolutely one of them. And so, you know, I'm sure if if we talk to Rob Keefe or Dixie Wooten, who will for sure, no doubt, see on Monday night at SAP Center, uh, the mentality is the same. You know, it's just any other regular season week. My one kind of question is, is how will they come out after a bye week? Because we've seen this team at the beginning of the year fall a little bit flat early in games. But recently, it's been the hot starts that have sort of carried them to wins. Does that change during a bye week? Does that change with the absence of a starting quarterback? How is Felix Harper, if he is inserted at starting quarterback, going to react now with another week of IFL experience under his belt? Is you know that run-first offense going to be able to maintain its effectiveness against San Diego? How have the strike force adjusted since their loss to Bay Area early on in the season, which came down to the final play? I'm sure San Diego feels like they're absolutely going to be in this football game. And looking around, it's hard to kind of uh, both not lock in on your singular matchup, but also take your eyes off the rest of what's going on, especially when you're the Monday night matchup, because you're going to have an idea of what you need to do in order to either keep your postseason hopes alive, or in the case of the Panthers, keep your single or your first, uh, your number one overall seed hopes alive. So uh, everything is in front of them. But right now for the Panthers, they are in the driver's seat for a home game. And it really just comes down to taking care of business, something that they've already done once against San Diego. They've been very good at SAP Center, very good at home. Would recommend getting out there for the final game to see that type of action firsthand. Uh, But San Diego is absolutely not going to let you walk over them. No, 100%. And we'll talk about them in a little bit. They have a a duo at wide wide receiver that is almost difficult to believe. Um, But you said something there towards the end. Bay Area plays on Monday. Every other game this coming week, is on Saturday. No one plays on Sunday. Bay Area plays on Monday. So you're right. They know everything that will take place before they even come close to taking the field. Now, again, Arizona is enjoying a bye this week. So it's not like Bay Area will know the result of Arizona's final game of the regular season. That comes the following week. But guess what? Bay Area's game, week 18, is on Sunday. July 16th. Every other game across the IFL is on Saturday, July 15th. So the Bay Area Panthers will know ahead of time before they take the field for the final game of the regular season, they will know one, if they have a chance at the one seed, they will know two, if they have to win to get the two, or if they already have the two seed. So they do have that benefit. Um, which is a really big benefit. The fact that not all games are being played at the same time, um, I, I really, really enjoy that. I know it's difficult for football leagues to do that, um, but it's kind of the way that, you know, for example, the Premier League in uh, English soccer works. The final game day of the regular season, it's all games played on the same day and all games begin. They kick at the same exact time, so no team has an advantage. In this instance, it works to Bay Area's advantage this coming week and the following week. They will know everything that plays out ahead of time. And 
something that you mentioned in terms of making sure you're ready for the postseason, not taking unnecessary risks with really important key players, limiting snaps, limiting, you know, potentially dangerous plays. That could be something that helps Bay Area as they get ready for the postseason. That absolutely is it is an advantage. The one disadvantage they do have, and again, this is you know looking beyond Monday, but with every team playing on Saturday and the Barry Panthers playing on Sunday against Duke City, you do have a two-day rest disadvantage with, of course, also having to go on the road, uh, which, you know, for people that have been a part of I, either a work trip, business trip, you're spending most of that day traveling. Like you're not getting a full yeah. day of practice in. You're not going through your usual routine. So in a sense, we'll call it an optimistic two and a half day disadvantage against <laughs> Duke City, a team they did handle at home. Um, but that's one potential concern that I could see down the stretch of the season, Mark, even though, yes, they do get to see the results. They do get to see where they are positioned and what they need to essentially get done or how the rest of the you know West is kind of faring. I I could see a potential problem in that final week to where and who knows maybe Bay Area doesn't even have to you know take that game seriously because of those results that you're talking yeah. about. They know that they're locked into the two seed no matter what. They can't get the one. It doesn't matter. But if Northern Arizona goes into Arizona and wins in that final week, then you're looking at a game that you absolutely have to have and yet you're probably going to be a little bit more tired than the team you're playing on the other side. That's the only downside of the way this is all playing out. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk everyone through it uh, next week when we have more information as well, but you're 100% right. We'll, we'll see how it all does play out. But the game at hand for Bay Area this week, again, Monday, July 10th, 7 o'clock from SAP. The San Diego Strike Force are in town, and they are, again, right now fighting for their postseason lives. Five and eight overall. They come in at number 10 in the latest edition of the IFL Coaches Poll. Bay Area, by the way, sitting at number four. But when you look at this San Diego team, Evan, uh, you mentioned the game earlier this season. Bay Area at the end of April went down to San Diego and won 54-51 to on a last-second touchdown for the Bay Area Panthers. But what stands out, it's their wide receivers. Kentrez Bell uh, leads the entire league with 984 receiving yards and 22 touchdowns. He is the most prolific wide receiver in the indoor football league. And then you pair him with another top 10 wide receiver in this league, Marquise Hoodie Rogers, as he's known. He has been very good this year, over 700 yards on the season and 13 touchdowns. And something we've talked about all year, Evan, Bay Area has been at times a little susceptible through the air. They, they've they gotten much better at that as the weeks have moved on the second half of the season, but they got into a number of shootouts early in the season. They would get beat down the field for big plays on a relatively consistent basis. The fact that San Diego is throwing at you, perhaps the, the most prolific wide receiver twosome, the most prolific wide receiver duo in the entire league, uh, that's going to be a challenging matchup for Bay Area defensively. Absolutely. And this has been a Panthers defense that has been beaten deep. I think they do a really good job at limiting yards after catch, but they're definitely not <laughs> unfamiliar with, with giving up the deep ball. And that's something that the common denominator between those two wide receivers, the quarterback, Nate Davis, does better than almost anyone in the league through the air. 
I, I, st- I still look back to late May when they made that trade with Green Bay yeah. to acquire their quarterback. And it has been not necessarily in terms of win-loss, a uh, season-changing trade, but they definitely got the better end of that deal. As Nate Davis has over eight games, tossed 40 touchdowns, only four picks. He's leading the league in terms of yards per game, and I'm sure that's a big reason why his two wideouts on the outside are eating at the rate that they are. Uh, but this is a team that immediately after picking him up, throws up 50 points in back-to-back games. Um, one of them against the Bay Area Panthers, that first start that he had um, in, you know, earlier in the season. And so, you know, to me, trying to stop San Diego is not going to be easy. Uh, but that defense to me has been, I, I think, quality in the in the department of limiting damage or not allowing opposing offenses to kind of maximize opportunities. I think they've also done a good job at picking up their offense when they've made a mistake. Uh, The Panthers may be better than just about, I'd say, two, maybe three teams in the IFL that I've seen, Mark, have uh, played complementary football. And so on both sides, really, uh, as well as special teams you could throw in there, although the Panthers have been trying to sort of figure out their their kicking position more so than other of those sort of playoff teams. Um, the the complimentary ball, I think, is is one that I trust to be able to beat San Diego, but also, you know, kind of hopefully tempt Nate Davis into making a mistake and playing from behind and having to get aggressive. And that's where I think their defense can thrive. It's not that they're going to limit this strike force team to 14 points or anything of that nature, but I think once they're able to play from out in front, and we've seen it a ton of times at SAP Center, they kind of are great at leaning on opposing offenses and making that damn burst to where in the second half you might see a turnover or two that's going to put the game out of reach, and that's really where they make their hay. Yeah, we'll see how they are able to go up against this San Diego offense. The one name that that I failed to mention, and I'm I'm happy that you brought up Nate Davis, the quarterback that they acquired midseason. He's been really good. Uh, It's really more of a wide receiver threesome. Uh, I mentioned Kentrez Bell, who I think far and away has been the best wide receiver in the league. You will 100% see him uh, all IFL first team when the regular season does come to an end. Um, Probably not on a good enough team to earn any recognition beyond that in terms of offensive player of the year or even MVP, just because his team likely won't make the playoffs. But if he's not first team all IFL, it is uh, a shame. Uh, Marquise Hoodie Rogers, top 10 wide receiver in terms of yards, also has 13 touchdowns. But their third wide receiver, I guess you could say, in terms of number of receptions, uh, Carlos Thompson, who if you're familiar with Last Chance U, you might remember he was on uh, the Independence Community College team that was featured on seasons, I think, three and four of Last Chance U and became a fan favorite there. 44 catches this year, 590 yards, and 15 touchdowns. That's essentially for your wide receiver three. So San Diego boasts three, what, top 20 wide receivers in this league? There are 14 teams in this league, and San Diego has three of the best wide receivers in the game. Part of that, maybe you can credit to the quarterback, Nate Davis, who's one of the best quarterbacks in this game, Uh, but they're going to be a handful to keep together. They did put up a, a good amount of points against Bay Area earlier this season. Again, that win for the Panthers down in San Diego, 54-51 to 51 was the final. Um, but Bay Area is going to have their hands full. And something, Evan, tells me Monday evening might be a shootout. We might see points in the 50s, maybe even the 60s, once again, when these two teams get together. 
No, I'm, I'm with you. It, it's it's kind of interesting. Like the San Diego Strike Force, what I've seen and watched a little bit of this year, do a great job in between the tens. So, you know, 50 yard fields, instead of being inside the twenties where a prototypical red zone in the NFL or, or college, you kind of condense things. So inside the, t- outside of the tens, I should say, San Diego will pick up yardage in chunks, but in the red zone, they do tend to struggle. And Bay Area has not has had as many opportunities in the red zone as San Diego has this season, Mark, but they are second to last as far as converting mm-hmm. those red zone opportunities into touchdowns. And again, when you have a defense like Bay Area that limits yards after catch, uh, you're pretty much going to have to try and beat them deep down the field. You're, you're going to have to put together a couple of 25 or 30 plus yard touchdown throws or runs uh, mainly for San Diego throws because their, their running game is not so much in existence. And the one thing I am curious to see, because we've seen the last, I would say few months, uh, the Bay Area Panthers have trouble with, as you've talked about the dual threat quarterback. And that mm-hmm. is the one thing, even though Nate Davis is a quality throw over the football, arguably the best in this league, he does not run the ball. And so how are the Panthers with essentially an extra defender to use because you don't have to kind of uh, you know put that chess piece on a quarterback? How will they use their linebacker who I'm looking at? And throughout this season, the, the Panthers have really, I, I think, shown that they've had the best linebacking core in the league. Uh, Darren Hungerford and now Wes Bowers, after his performance um, the last time they played, have now each won IFL Defensive Player of the Week. I can't say that for any other team in this league. So Hmm. when you have both of those guys that can be deployed in any certain situation and they don't have to account for a potential quarterback taking off on any given play, well, then you might be cooking with something to where that passing defense that has been beaten a bit at times because they have to kind of have their eye in the backfield in case someone takes off, they don't have to do that anymore. So how will they respond to Nate Davis, who not only is not going to take off, but now, Mark, they have an extra game of tape to look back on because they've seen him before. Yeah, it's a really good point. Really good point. We'll find out come Monday night, 7 o'clock kickoff. You can hear it here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, if uh, you don't get down there, make sure you're, you're tuned in on 95.7 The Game. Myself and Evan Giddings will be there live at SAP for the call. But, of course, we'd much rather you get down to SAP. Get your tickets at BayAreaPanthers.com. We're optimistic there will be at least one more Bay Area Panthers game at SAP after this game against San Diego on Monday but no guarantees. So if you want to see your Panthers in person, get out there Monday, July 10th, 7 o'clock kickoff from SAP down in San Jose. All right, that'll wrap it up for this episode of the Bay Area Panthers pod. And we'll be back next week to react to this game for the Bay Area Panthers and to preview what's to come for the final week of the regular season. For Evan Giddings, my name is Mark Randy signing off. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch up with you next time right here on the Bay Area Panthers pod. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Bay Area Panthers pod, part of the 95.7 The Game podcast network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.